Greetings, adventurers. It's time for OGRPG. A weekly journey into the realms of 8, 16, and 32-bit RPGs. This week, we continue our quest in Final Fantasy I for the NES. All right, welcome back, adventurers. But first, uh, before we get started, I wanted to uh, apologize again for uh, there was a bit of a snafu with our last episode. I think maybe the first hundred people would have received a weird version who downloaded it of the first part of uh, this Final Fantasy podcast. We gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, sorry. I it was a late night down or uploading and. I didn't realize what had happened until I was already at work and couldn't fix it till that evening. So if you are hearing this and realized, hey, I, I missed out on part two, you just have to re-download it and it should be good to go. So sorry and thank you for your patience. So what were you saying, Abby? So last episode we ended after the canal was built, which freed us from the inner sea to the outer sea to explore the rest of the world. That's right. Yeah. And this is kind of an interesting area where you now that you have your your ship and you can explore the rest of the world really although you'll quickly realize that any of the northern continents you may have seen on the you know the maps your 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 press b select in-game map or you know the many maps that the game came with that there's this whole northern continent but there are no ports so you can't disembark there yeah the only way to get off of your ship is if there is a port so no port no land no lucky yeah no service, so... <laughs> okay, but there is a port that we can go to that is uh, northwest of the canal. Yeah, it's pretty close, and you know, even if you didn't know, the game kind of guides you because you know, you're know you heading west through the canal, and right ahead of you, you'll start to see an island, and then that will you know kind of guide you to the town of Melmond, which is right there. It's a little town, just a few houses. And what's the story with Melmond? What's their uh, crisis that need the light warriors... <laughs> Well, right away, you'll notice there are a lot of gravestones and some busted up ground. Like, it kind of reminds me of Hawkness from Dragon Warrior 1. This town has seen some rough times. Um, and the villagers will kind of tell you that the evil vampire came and raided the village. Um, it destroyed, apparently, the clinic. So you cannot revive any dead characters here. Actually, that's something that we didn't talk about before. That in towns, there is a clinic indicated by a heart above yeah, the Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you bring people back to life if you don't have the life spell. Because that's the only way you can bring people back to life. There's no phoenix downs. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Just the life spell and clinics. Well, Just the life spell and clinics. Yeah, and um, there's also no item shop here either. So, you know, you're going to have to sail back uh, to Corneria or the Elf Town to get any items you need now. But there is some pretty good armor here. Like, this is where you first get uh, steel armor. Well, that's true. The steel armor is... A whopping 45,000 gold, which, okay, real quick, since we started talking about gold, here's something last, <laughs> in the last episode, I offhandedly kind of remarked that you should have, you'd probably have like 80 or 90,000 gold by this point. And then when I was listening back to it and I thought, what was I thinking? No, you probably have more like 30 to 35,000 gold from, depending on how much of that equipment that you just got on your big uh, key spree. Yeah. You're still a peasant. So this is still expensive, even with all that, you know what I mean? And it's... I don't think it's worth it. I don't ever get it. What, the steel armor? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, by this point, I have so much cash that I do get the steel armor. I guess it just depends on, you know, what you show up with money-wise. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, in grinding choices, it's not going to, you know, ruin the game if you get it. But I just find that you can get silver armor and it's almost as good and for a, a fraction of the price. Okay. And, and I usually just don't, I don't know, you start finding magic armor here shortly. So, yeah. yeah but um, either way, if you want to get it, more power to you. But if you've got enough money, there are some spells here that you want to get, like the aforementioned life. That's right. Um, we're able to purchase level five spells now. So, I mean, when I first get here, usually I can't even use them. So I kind of hold off. I mean, there there's some good stuff here, though. Like uh, white magic has cure three. Good news there. Uh, you mentioned life. That's really important because, like you said, no phoenix downs or any way to bring dead characters back. You know, so that, that helps a lot. Harm three is always good as well. So you can power up with that and heal two, which is meh. Okay, yeah. although I think it is bugged to, like I said, perform the healing of heal three. Still, I'd probably rather go with harm personally. Or fire three. Fire three is another good one that you can get in Melmond. Yeah, well, that's a definite purchase, yeah, um, for black magic. Um, the rest of them, not so great. Bane is like a poison kill attack. You know, not that not that reliable. Um, slow two might actually be great. I don't know. I never really mess with it because... The, you know, the only monsters that I can justify using kind of a, a debuff spell on are ones that are, are in a, a tough battle that are going to be around for more than a few rounds. But most of the enemies like that, bosses or mini bosses, have such high magic defense that it'll never work on them anyway. So what's the point, you know? Yeah, I don't like to blow money on the buffs like that either because it's so frustrating. If you're in a battle, you use it, and then at the bottom you just see ineffective, ineffective, ineffective over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's just yeah. such a waste of a turn. It is, it is. Um, and then finally, there's warp, which will move you remove. <laughs> it moves you back up a floor in a dungeon, which is okay. Um, I guess it's better than nothing sometimes, but I'm probably not going to waste my most powerful spell at this point on that, you know. So you can probably get by for the meantime with just fire three. Okay. There is actually someone else that we meet in Melmond, isn't there, Nick? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, up in the northeastern uh, portion of town, there's a little graveyard. You might see a man in his scholarly robes, and he, he introduces himself as Dr. Yoon, and he tells you he could translate, I think, the language of the ancient Leafine people, but if only he had a slab. Capital slab. All capital. Yeah, it's pretty uh, on the nose there. <laughs> But so keep that in mind for the future. But the rest of the people in the town that we've talked to, like you said, have been talking about this terrible vampire that's been wreaking havoc on their peaceful hamlet. Yes, and uh, seems to be based in a cave to the south. And uh, anyone who's speaking eagle-eyed gamers will notice on the map that there are two caves kind of to the southwest of the town. I mean, there's a bunch of marshes, too, and uh, immediately to the north and northwest, but there's nothing really of import up there. All right. Like you said, there's two cave entrances. So let's go to the first cave entrance. Well, oh, yeah. Um, well, this is the Earth Cave. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they say it by name in the in the village, but you'll know what it is. Based on the fact that it's brown inside? <laughs> yeah. This is the first time we encounter some uh, uh, dungeon music that we're going to hear a few more times. cool not not necessarily my favorite but it does have kind of an investigative feel to it i kind of like makes yeah. me feel like i'm checking stuff out yeah it definitely does do that yeah suspense intrigue so the earth cave um like you said it's very brown um and you immediately come down in some steps and there are basically six paths leading out radiating out from here and this you know 
I am usually a proponent of looting the heck out of every dungeon as I go, but this one is, uh, this first floor isn't necessarily worth it. Um, I, I do advocate going, taking the path to the north. There's one, one little room with one chest that's worth like uh, almost 2,000 gold. So it's worth, you know, the, hey, that's that's not nothing. Yeah, that's some of the best stuff that you find in, um, you'll find that in some dungeons where you're like, whoa, somebody just left like 12,000 gold <laughs> in this treasure chest here. Fallen adventurers, so... <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, you know, um, this does contain another, this floor contains another kind of neat feature, I guess, uh, where if you head to either of the paths to the west, they both loop around. And in the middle is a deadly zone known as the Hall of Giants. And why is it called that? Well, um, because every step you take, you encounter a giant or some sort of giant encounter, sometimes paired with iguanas or other things. Um, oh, something else that you fight a lot in the Earth Cave are earths uh well not a lot they're really not very random they're usually pe guarding chests which oh, is another reason or you know they're like set encounters but uh and we'll talk about those in a moment uh this giant's cave sucks uh giants are still way too tough to be profitable and i think if your giant sword which i don't know if we've i don't think we have it yet but you know i kind of get the feeling that this was intended as a spot to easy, easily grind once you get that weapon but since it doesn't work, it is not. So not worth your time. Don't waste it. Um, really, you just want to take the path to the east, which will take you to the stairs to the second floor down. Second floor is, is kind of like a maze over again, like all mm -hmm. those uh, blind corners, dead ends. Yeah, really, there are two rooms with some treasure chests. But, um, you know, let's talk about some enemies real quick, because you mentioned the earth, which you might see directly guarding a few treasure chests but and they are very tough so i avoid them when i can but uh, they're they're not really vulnerable to fire but it seems to work okay spell wise they're just big tough elementals so it's uh you know you gotta buckle up for that fight yeah they look like sort of uh i don't know i think of like banshees but the bottom half of them is like a tornado whirlwind yeah kind yeah. of looking but they're brown so that's how you know they're earth ew Okay, so level two, we find the stairs uh, to the southeast. That's right. Along the way, you can find a bunch of treasure here as well as the coral sword. So that's worth picking up because if for nothing else, you can sell it for like three or four thousand gold. So grab it. Uh, but yeah, the, the stairs down are in the southeast. Uh, so enemies in this dungeon. We didn't really talk about them. Oh, no yeah, fights. we started talking about it, and then I made fun of Earth for looking like turds. <laughs> oh, ew. Um, but yeah, uh, so there are, you know, you will see a decent amount of undeads down here. I think um, more of the, like, image types and stuff, as well as mummies. And I think a few, you know, you're seeing, you're starting to see gargoyles. But yeah, so you wind your way around this floor, and there are a few rooms with some kind of not really worth it chest. There's one with like 3,000 gold, so get that one. But the rest, you can kind of just skip on by until you get to uh, the room where you can see a character inside, the vampire. And you can enter and do battle with this fiend. And he looks like a classic vampire when you get into this battle. I mean, he's just a Dracula with sure. a cape like drawn up around his face. Blue cape, red hair, interestingly. Um, yeah. And as you'd imagine, being undead... He's weak against uh, harm and fire. Sure, yeah. Um, he's, he's pretty tough. His physical attacks are very strong. And um, I think I lost a member almost every time here. Somebody got clobbered. But you can usually uh, kill him pretty easily. Uh, he's like a mini boss. Tough, but not too tough. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I got here. I'm trying to think what level it was. I think 15, which is a little over-leveled, I think. Or maybe 13. But it was just enough. My black mage had enough to cast fire 3. On a party I got through here, 
and it one shot killed him. So it's pretty strong. But you can defeat this fool, and then right behind him is a treasure chest with the ruby, all capitals. So you know that ruby's important. Um, and so, then immediately behind that treasure chest is another um, object of seeming importance. Well, the, yeah, you, you snake around in this room, and there's a a big, um, I guess, I guess it's a slab. I mean, I hesitate to use that word because of the other connotation. This is not the slab that uh, <laughs> Doctor Yoon is looking for. But it says it cannot be penetrated, and you have to destroy it, but you don't know how. You can see, when you pause the game, the sprite error, where you can see the oh, yeah, it's stairs like a, underneath yeah. it. And you're like, you know you got to get back there. But, unfortunately, you cannot get down there right now, so you have to turn around and leave. So you exit this uh, exit this dungeon the hard way. Um, maybe you're lucky and bought that warp spell and can cast it, but probably not. So, you know, eh, head your way out. There's good XP and gold on the way, and... After that, you probably want to go to the town and rest, but there is that one mysterious other cave, which you may have already checked out, really. You have you can easily access it, and but if you did, it's just a very small one-screen cave with a blue character, the Titan, who's blocking your path, and he just wants to eat gems, he tells you. So if you've already talked to him, you probably know where that ruby's for. You just hand it over, and he munches it down. I think he even says, like, yum, yum, munch, munch. Well, he's a hungry fella, so, mm-hmm. you know... Um, and then beyond that, uh, there's just, you know, you exit from another cave and see yet another one, you know, right outside that you head into. And that is where the wise man Sarda lives, who I believe they kind of mentioned in the town. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, everything gets mentioned by townsfolk, yeah, it seems yeah. like. So, yeah, they, they definitely talked about Sarda. But, yeah, he basically tells you that he's he's a good guy and he gives you a magic rod to destroy that slate. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, slate. The slate. So you can get down to the bottom of the earth cave. All right. So now we're going to double back. I mean, visit the town if you need to. But either way, we know where we're going. We know what we need to do. That's right. Um, Back through the dungeon, you can take the exact same path. It's uh, kind of a pain, but you can do it. And once you get back to that slate, you shatter it with the rod. And you're down to the fourth floor below ground. Actually, we should probably say, I think this is like one of the first items where you actually have to go into your item menu and select Mm, it to use it. It's not just going to automatically do it because you walked in there. That's true. That is true. So be aware, boys and girls. Don't just stand there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But down on this uh, fourth floor down, um, it's another kind of mazy floor like the second one. Uh, There's a ton of gold here in this. There's probably 12 to 15 grand in in this floor alone. So I advise looting it up as you wander around. You know... You start in the west, you kind of head east. The the stairs downward are in the northeast, and once you get down to the the fifth floor, now this is the final floor. There's nothing to look for here, so pretty quickly you can loop around to the left. You'll see a a room, and you know who's inside. The Lich. The Fiend of Earth, yes. The Lich. So you head in, uh, heal up, and do battle. Your first fiend. This is a big battle. His spray is awesome, too. I mean, that's it's like the, huge, yeah. the definition of a lich. Yeah, this is like the first boss fight where it's like taking up most of the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. This And see, this battle was where I, on one of my playthroughs where I was using all three of the wizards and a fighter, this is where I kind of was noticing being disappointed in the damage that my spells did. Because like I said earlier, I, you know, fire three, one shot, killed the vampire. So awesome. But even the lich, you know, he's undead, so he should be weak against fire, but it really doesn't come through. Even harm isn't that strong, you know? Physical attacks are pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's the way to go. Fast up your fighter and or black belt. Maybe even thief if you have one. And extra fast spells too, but... Yeah, for me it was like fire three, harm three, 
physical attacks. I mm-hmm. think it maybe took like mm, one or two rounds. Well, you got to watch out because he can cast like Ice 2 and Fire 3 and all these powerful spells. And if you have extra turns, like where no one needs healed and you have a White Mage, it's worth just blasting off as many of your anti-A-Ice or A-Lit or A-Fire spells to protect you if you can. Okay, but once he is defeated, then the Earth Orb begins to shine. Yes, and you very conveniently can examine it and it will teleport you to the entrance of the dungeon. So good job, Light Warriors. And now, you know, all all things said, uh, the Earth Cave has about 20,000 gold in it. So you're substantially richer now. Especially if you didn't waste your money on steel armor. Mm. So yeah, now you're kind of clueless, but the game doesn't really specifically tell you where to go. But since there are only a few ports that you haven't, that lead anywhere you haven't explored, and from looking at your various maps, you will see that the western side, I'm sorry. Eastern. The eastern side. The eastern side of the map is uh, somewhere you you haven't seen or explored or anything like that because you've been trapped in the inner sea. This is your first venture into the outer sea. And lucky for you, you don't have to go, you know, all the way around all of the continents. If you just sail west. That's right, yeah. It's going to wrap around to that the eastern shores of the mysterious continent. It's way shorter. And it's something that I feel foolish for not doing for many years when I was young. And it never dawned on me until I was much older. And I thought, man, I'm just, I'm just going to sail to the sail to the west. And sure enough, it's right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like it wouldn't work because you just see like ocean, 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 ocean for so long. And well, like, oh my I God, knew I'm it lost. would work as soon as I thought about it, but it was just something I'd never thought to try like a, like a boob, but boob or not, you head to the west and there are really only two ports on this side of the map, and one of them, the southernmost one, is probably the first one you'll see. You want to take that, and you can head on land. And again, your in-game map will, has a blinking dot to let you know there's something of import here. So, And as we make our way over land, this is the first time we're going to see uh, like rivers, streams. Yeah, I, we've seen some before, yeah. but we haven't been able to interact with them at all. And you can't quite yet, but we'll also see a bunch of trolls. They're a common enemy here. Um, these uh, peds, giant centipedes, are oh, deadly. Oh yeah, peds. They're pretty strong. I think scorpions start popping up here. Uh, it's uh, there's some pretty tough enemies, so you you want to be ready, but you're probably okay. Uh, some basic wandering will reveal a giant uh, crescent-shaped lake with a town in the center, and you can you can make your way around there, and you will find yourself in the town, the aptly named Crescent Lake. Finally, a real town. This town has a, a full complement of shops here. You can get by weapons, but they just basically have silver weapons, so you're already better off than that. Spells are good, though. This is where uh, you get the exit spell, which I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Level yeah. six, white magic exit spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just takes you uh, anywhere in the dungeon. It just brings you out of the dungeon. Yeah, uh, yes, very valuable. It's the best one of this level. Um, the others, Fog 2, Invisible 2, they're all right, but meh. Light 3? Lightning three. Lightning three for the black mage is good. Um, or, you know, red mage, I should say. Uh, stun, maybe okay. I don't know. Um, rub and quake don't really mess with. They don't seem to work often enough. Uh, you know, any one hit kill, instant death ones. I, I always shy away. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but maybe I'm selling the black magic short, but I don't think so. Aside from this equipment, the most important thing in this village is that if you wander to the east, you will find in a secret clearing in the woods. A glen, if you will. Uh, yes, and I will. And there are a bunch of sages there. There are 12 sages, and you can talk to them, and they talk about your destiny, uh, the the orbs, Gurgu Volcano, the Fire Fiend carry. You need to go get that. And finally, to go there, they give you a canoe. 
So that's going to help with the previously impassable rivers and streams that we've seen. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this town is surrounded by a lake made of them. And you can see a bunch of, you know, paths going into the mountains or not paths, rivers, streams. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, going into the you Yeah. Know. Like a network of, uh, I like to think of them as uh, like whitewater rapids. Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a tough canoe. Yeah. And there's, uh, I wouldn't say tough monsters really, but you do fight things. It has a different uh, encounter. Yeah. It's know. like freshwater monsters that you'd Caribs. expect. Like hydras. Hydras and uh, ochos. Um, but, and then right now, you know, again, you kind of have some options because now that you have the canoe, you could go back to your boat. You could go to the northernmost port, which re- it leads you to the ice cave, which no one's really talked too much about to you yet. But if you're in the know or you played it before and you want a sequence break, you can do that. You can even go up in further sequence break and go to the Castle of Ordeals. Which I like to do. I'm definitely sold on it. I didn't try it till recently. Um, but we'll, we'll do this in kind of what I think is the intended order. And, and that starts with the Gurgu Volcano. So the network of uh, Whitewater Rapids, we're going to go west. Yeah, you'll be sailing around. You can explore and, and journey through the, the rivers. And I forgot, when you're in the canoe, you actually can see dudes. Oh, like yeah. there's little silhouettes of people and you can tell that they're rowing. Yeah, little paddles and working its way. So it's pretty cool. And your journey to the said volcano, it's not too tough to find. Yeah, it does look like a volcano. Yeah, well, I mean, through the <laughs> through the river maze, you know, <laughs> there's there's just a couple dead ends, but it's the enemies aren't tough enough to really be much of a problem. But yeah, so you're in a volcano and it's kind of cool because the first level of it is kind of like the top of the volcano. That's how I always read it. That big spirally screen. You know what I mean? And, and you're introduced to uh, lava squares right away here, which uh, damage you when you walk on them. It, it makes a big scary sound, and it, it seems worse than it is. It only t- does one damage to you per step. And you can tell where they are, too. Like the, the fire yeah, squares, yeah. you know, are definitely different from regular solid ground. They are, they are very distinct, and uh, furthermore, they have the bonus of you will not trigger random attacks while you are on the fire squares. Which is lucky, because you're on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying it's a way to avoid monsters if you don't want to deal with it, because you know what I'm saying? Oh, true, yeah. So you could just, yeah, take the fastest route on fire, avoid enemies. Yeah, for example, uh, the second floor down um, is, a, you know, this is an exception to my earlier mentioned rule of looting the heck out of places, because this place, I'm not messing with this. The second floor is a it's kind of split because there's a huge room above you and then there's just a path full of lava with you know and with a few safe spots across the bottom. And I always just go walk right across the bottom. I don't think it's worth fighting in there because the enemies in this place are pretty tough. Uh, you're going to fight Argoyles who have a, a multi-target fire attack. Same thing I think Cerebuses. You'll see Wizard Ogres and the dreaded Fire Elemental. Yeah, the fires they're just like the earths but like redder. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They have the like purple hair. Yeah. Later yeah, on, they're they're tough be... too, but they're mm-hmm. they're definitely vulnerable to ice spells. So that's nice. My favorite thing uh, to fight in this dungeon is the agamas. Oh yeah, they're like the fire. Uh... Yeah, they're iguanas, but like yeah. red. Yeah, red fiery ones. They're actually. This might sound crazy to to <sighs> do this, but I was uh, grinding in this dungeon because those agamas. Those are good XP. That's true, and they're they're not that tough. They're they can kind of be a pain because they do have that like scorch or something that it's a it's a not too strong, but it is a multi-target attack, mm-hmm. you know. But most of the agamas, those are those are uh, set encounters, so you can just you know do your one step away, one step back. There are a couple. Yeah, I, I know what spot you're talking about actually, because I know exactly where there is one of those. Yeah, yeah, not not too shabby. Um, 
So yeah, you can head down to the third floor and really the, ne the next chunk of it is kind of confusing because you go down to the third floor and you walk across some more basically just lava floors. You're just fighting more enemies. And you might even see some red giants in here too. They're tough. Keep away from them. And zombies. There's zombies oh, in yeah, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heading through this uh, you know, area is just a, a bunch more patches of, of the lava and enemies. And uh, you know, you'll head down a floor to a big field of fire and then back up and you walk through you know, you're kind of going up and down between these things until you come to the second to last chunk where you're in this. This floor actually will, it's on the fourth floor down. It's, I will actually loot this one where it's, uh, there you'll see several rooms that are all connected kind of by some lava-y paths. There's some good stuff here. You can get a flame shield, an ice sword. The flame armor uh, that you just mentioned, um, that's got a set encounter and it's a red dragon. Well, that's true. That's on mm -hmm. the next floor. I was talking about the flame shield, but you want to equip both of them oh. straight away. Yeah. To anyone who can use it because you're you know, obviously going to be fighting fire monsters and they will elementally protect you. Otherwise, there's like, uh, I think there's like 18,000 gold in this dungeon total. There's Yeah, there's a not insubstantial amount. Yeah, pretty much on this floor alone. Um, but yeah, head down. Uh, you journey all the way to the south to the final stairs down. Um, when you head down to the fourth floor, you're in the center of a very large chamber that leads off in eight directions, each of the eight cardinal directions. And if you each one terminates in a, a large room. So most of them not worth even entering except for the one to the west. That's where you'll find your flame mail and that Agama encounter, as well as a set encounter right outside the treasure chest with a red dragon which can be tough. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you'll have that uh, fire shield from a four and maybe an anti-fire. The dragons are very tough. They all have fire breath, or not fire, but an elemental breath weapon. That's a multi-target. It's tough. Their physical attacks are tough. They're they're generally just all around tough. Yeah, and then as far as, um, you know, like looting and raiding and stuff like that, this dungeon is where you start to run out of space for items, weapons, mm -hmm, armor mm -hmm. that, that you're finding in all of these treasure chests. So you want to be careful and sell all the ones you can't use generally right away so you have room to get fresh loot. But after you get all the loot you want, you can head down to the southwest corner. This this room contains the Fire Fiend Carry, which again is very clearly a type 5 demon, I think, from AD&D. They're called the they're Meroliths, I believe. Oh. You know, the six-armed lady with a serpent body. Um, I recognize it as a kid, and uh, it's, uh, you know, pretty sweet. Uh, this, this sprite looks cool. She has all these crazy bladed weapons and you know this is a pretty this battle is not that bad though no it's not that bad and i think i said before like if you have the hold spell it actually works on, on i carry yeah i, I want to try that too i didn't i didn't yeah. do it but you know obviously round one you want to get your anti-fires up and that, that'll protect you for the most part although her physical attacks tend to hit multiple times kind of like a black belt or something so you can do a lot of damage there but you keep up on your healing Keep your defenses high. Even use some buffs. Invis oh, and fast, fog. Fast is number yeah. one. You got to get that off. But. Yeah. And this this is an area where I, I really noticed too, using ice too, if you have it, I was a little unimpressed against the, it didn't do as much damage as I wanted or thought it should, you know? So after defeating this foul fiend, you step forward and return the light to the orb and again are teleported out to the outside of the volcano. So at this point, probably canoe on back upstream i guess or no it'll be downstream because you know water flows away from yeah, i always mountains. imagine <laughs> but i always think yeah i know what you mean yeah anyway. i imagine this to be on like a plateau above mm -hmm. you know but i say paddle back to crescent lake yeah definitely heal up and now it's time to go explore that other port to the north 
Or, you know, you can even sidestep the port and just, this will be the first time you can really use a, a technique where you just drive your, your ship right up to where a river meets the ocean and you can go straight from ship to canoe and just sail on up. No port needed. Yeah, and, and this is a, a smaller little river maze that leads you, you know, same enemies. It, it'll lead you up to a, a little valley where there's a cave and this is the ice cave. Again, home of my favorite music there uh, that we listened to last time. I won't inflict it on everyone here, but <laughs> this is a tough area. Yeah, this cave is hard. There were some, there were cockatrices here. Oh my God, don't, don't even say <laughs> it. Don't even say cockatrices. They, yeah, and they will turn you to stone. Uh, there are mages who are, you know, they're a similar sprite to Astos, but darkly colored and they can cast rub on you. It's very, you know, instant kill. It's no fun. There's also uh, mummies. I think there's gargoyles too. Mm-hmm, Argoyles mm-hmm. maybe. Um, there were lots of uh, the, I don't know if it's Geist or a, a tougher version of them, but, you know, the, the zombie-looking paralytic enemies, they're, they're in here. Um, they're very tough. But this dungeon is full of gold. Uh, in addition to, you can get an ice shield, a flame sword, and ice armor, but you can also get, there's about 60,000 gold in here in treasure chests alone. Like, it's it's a lot, so you want that, because especially if you're going to be buying, uh, you know, if you're buying spells, because... Yeah, but we didn't mention that they're 20,000 gold apiece. So, you know, stuff that's where you're you're seeing, you know, at this point, your fighter, your melee classes are kind of aging out of buying items. You're going to be finding stuff that's better. You know, the stores don't have that much for you. But the wizards, on the other hand, the price of spells just keeps going up and up at a, at a, at a ridiculous rate. So that's where, you know, this gold is here for to help you out there. Yeah, get that money. How many floors are... This is the one where... Um... So in this dungeon, it's not just stairs going from level to level. No, you have the holes. You've got holes, yeah, that you were going to fall through. Um, but they'll take you to different areas, work your way around. Sometimes, well, you have to strategically fall down holes, too, in order to get... You'll see all these treasure chests with holes, like, surrounding them. Yeah, there's a, a specific path you have to take. Um, and you want to watch out, too, on the bottom floor because... There's where you go to get the ice armor. There's a set encounter with some blue dragons, which are deadly. They have the frost stuff. So, you know, anti-ice up, do what you got to. And but, we see we see frost wolves again here, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and frost giants there. You know, there's a lot of frosty foes. But either way, you know, you'll head up to the final room where after having fallen, you have to get to like the top floor, then fall down to this floor to uh, you know into a little landing in between a, a kind of ring of other holes yeah you fall down there and that's where the the chest with the floater stone is all capital letters floater that's right we didn't mention this either but i don't know if it's in crescent lake I, honestly sadly i don't remember where you get the clues about the floater stone to, in the airship i think there may be some i think they're spread out between melmond and, and crescent lake but you know this is something that you know that's why we're here Anyway, yeah, floater, but there is actually a set encounter there too, and yeah. it's uh, an eye. Yeah, this is, I guess, the Final Fantasy Beholder. That's the way I looked at it, uh, and it's a deadly foe. It has a XXXX attack, I think, or is it just called Squint? I don't know. It's an instant death attack. That's pretty, pretty nasty. But the eye itself isn't that durable. Like you just have to go at him hard and fast, and take him down as fast as you can. And if you, uh, if you, if you feel like you took it down pretty fast. And you feel like it, you can actually grind here too. Yeah, this is an area that I've seen uh, mentioned online as well. You know, it's it's a bit of a pain to get here. But once you're here, you know, because you can kill this guy so quick and they're worth such high experience. 
then once you can bust them out, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's more effective per unit of time, even if it is out of the way. But no matter how out of the way it is, you've got this floater stone, so let's cruise on back. Um, there's a desert at the bottom of the continent, I believe, called the Ryukan Desert. I don't know why I know that. I feel like I remember reading it on a map. Yeah. But either way, you head down there, get into that uh, inventory screen, and use the floater, and an airship will appear in the desert. It emerges from the ground. And this is something, it's uh, the only vehicle where you actually have to like hit a button. Like you walk over oh, it. Oh, that's true. Hit yeah. A, Press A to board it. it. Yeah. Then you can fly. You can fly over anything. You can fly super fast. You get a music's not as good as the ship music. Yeah. But it's okay. But then it also has like the propeller sound like yeah. the entire time. But you do not encounter enemies when you're flying around. Although I do recall it. Uh, maybe the manual warning you that if you spend too much time in the airship, you'll fight a monster as soon as you land. Oh, really? I can't verify that because I never really tested it. But well, as far know. as as far as landing in the airship, I mean, um, you can't land it anywhere. You can fly over anything, but you can't land mountains, oh, forests. Right. It's got to be like a plane, not even like marshes. No, yeah, it has to be clear ground, uh, like a a green or. You can land on the plane, the grasslands, yeah, right? Planes yeah, planes you can yeah, land on. Yeah. yeah. Now the light warriors can take to the sky, and I think that's where we're going to call it this week. All right, adventurers. <laughs> time, to, time to get settled in the inn, get your party tucked in, bunk down for the night. So we will continue this quest. Uh, we'll finish it up within a week, I think, definitely. Uh, we, we've got our, got our stride now. Sorry about the hiccups early on, adventurers. So, yeah, we're going to call it, I think, by next week, folks. Good old Eric will be back in town. We'll finally get around to gaining that ground on the Sega Genesis. But until then, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, let us know how we're doing here. I hope that everyone was able to get the proper version of the second episode of this very video game podcast concerning Final Fantasy. If not, uh, feel free to berate me for my idiocy on or at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. You can do it on Twitter or Facebook for the world to see. Um, so Twitter at cart command. Maybe let us know uh, now that we're at this part uh, where it's optional, where you go, you know, volcano, oh, yeah, ice yeah. cave. What's your order? Yeah, what's your order? Order of operations. OOP. On the OG RPG. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And special thanks, of course. The ultimate thanks to our patrons. Without them, we could not bring light, restore light to the orbs. That's right. We're halfway there. Two orbs. Keep keep a, keep the GP coming and we'll, we'll keep uh, adventuring as much as we can. Yeah. Spells are getting real pricey here, people. Indeed. The, indeed. Indeed. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game, Game on! on! It's not my fault. It's not. It never is. Don't blame me. <laughs> blame yourself or God. Oh my God. That's from uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. That's a quote. Oh. I think. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore. <laughs>